Welcome to episode 20 of Be Still and Know, a devotional podcast for New Covenant Lutheran Church in Scottsdale, Arizona. This podcast is based loosely on the devotions from the book of the same title, published by Broad Street Publishing. 20 weeks. I can't quite believe that we're 20 weeks in. It's like half a pregnancy. In some ways, it feels as though we've been in this devotional for a really long time, and in others, it feels like it's gone really fast. As I shared, I love the learning that has come along with this process, and the chances to read parts of the Bible that are lesser studied. Now that our family has moved on from worshipping at New Covenant on a regular basis, I've been feeling a different calling for my devotional time, and while I'm still going to have that devotional time, I'm at a point where I need to take a more inward focus. That said, episode 20 of this podcast will be the last one. Perhaps not forever, but for now. I hope that those of you that have listened to all 20 episodes have enjoyed the journey along with me. All right, let's dive in. So Monday this week was all about endurance. We read about a diamond and how before it becomes a perfect precious stone, it's a lump of coal for a long time. Sometimes it's easy for us to feel like a lump of coal, so much so that we wonder if we'll ever become a diamond that we're destined to be. The devotional challenged us to see it from the other side, that we're all already diamonds, just enduring the process and waiting for our time to jump out of the coal as a beautiful shining diamond. I think the question we need to ask ourselves is this, am I ready for the challenge in the endurance? Am I ready to come up against some obstacles and emerge from coal to diamond? 1 Peter 2 verse 9 says this, But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. God has called us out of the darkness, the coal, and into the light, the diamond. We know that he has faith in us to make it there. We just have to keep our own faith in the forefront of our minds during those challenging times. Tuesday this week, we read a pretty deep message about eternity. As believers, we are promised an eternity with Christ in heaven. And as much as I believe that, I find it almost impossible to actually imagine. If I think about it too much, as I did this week, I can find myself getting pretty overwhelmed, actually. My mind races and I start to ask myself all of those impossible questions that literally no one can answer except God. What's it like? Who's going to be there? What will it look like? Will I recognize my family members who have gone before me? As I read this again now for the podcast recording, I can find myself going back to that place of being totally overwhelmed again. Of course, there are lots of verses that talk about our eternal life. The most famous, I think, being John 3.16, which says, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. We can also read about our eternal life in other places in John, such as chapter 6, verse 47, that says, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes has eternal life. And then just in case we needed a reminder, in 1 John chapter 2, verse 25, we read, And in this fellowship we enjoy the eternal life he promised us. 
These are just a few examples of where the Bible spells out for us how, by believing, we are promised an eternity with Christ. There is no doubt that we know that's the plan. The doubt comes in sometimes, I think, because our little tiny human brains cannot wrap our head around just how awesome that eternity will be. You read stories of people who have had near-death experiences, and when they wake up, they talk about seeing heaven. Many of them speak about a white light, angelic beings being spoken to by Jesus, or these other beings, and all of them talk about the feeling of complete calm and love. No worry, no pain, no chaos, just peace, love, and joy. Sounds pretty great to me. And all we need to do to get there eventually is believe. Wednesday this week was titled, Where He Leads Me, and we read about the path or journey that we're on in life and how it can take often very unexpected twists and turns. Some of those turns are unexpectedly incredible, and others are not. We were reminded that even in those not-so-incredible turns, God is always there with us. As I read and thought about this devotional, I was reminded of a famous poem that my mum used to read called Footprints or sometimes it's called Footprints in the Sand. I'm sure many of you have heard of it. It's about someone who had a dream about walking along the beach with God, watching flashbacks of their life, and as they walked, there was a trail of two sets of footprints. But as they got to the last scenes of the person's life, there was suddenly only one set of footprints. And as they looked back, they saw that when the saddest and hardest parts of their life were happening, there was only one set of footprints then too. The poem then reads that the person in the dream asked God about this, upset that even though he had chosen to follow God's path and had the promise that God was with him, during those hard times, he had been left alone. There was only one set of footprints. But then God responds and tells him that during those toughest times, there was only one set of footprints because God had been carrying him through. This poem has brought me comfort on many occasions and has done again this week as I have been reminded of it. God promised that he'd never leave us, that he was always with us on earth through good times and bad. We can read in the Bible in the book of Matthew about how when Jesus was born, he was given the name Emmanuel. Matthew 1.23 reads, Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She'll give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means... God is with us. Later, in Matthew 28, before he is to be crucified, Jesus tells his disciples in verse 20, Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. We can also see that after Jesus ascended into heaven, he would still be with us eternally as the Holy Spirit. John 14, verses 16 and 17 say this, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate, one who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit, who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him, because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him, because he lives with you now, and later will be in you. We should take comfort. Even in our tough times, we have not been abandoned, we are safe, and we are cared for by our loving Father. A garment of praise was the theme for the devotional message on Thursday, and we read about how you can usually make a grumpy child laugh by pulling a silly face, but the same cannot typically be said for a grumpy adult. 
As adults, when the situations and circumstances of life get us down, it can be hard to pull us back to a place of joy. Or too quickly we get sucked into the negative, which is exactly what the evil in this world wants to happen. It takes a great amount of faith to remain joyous in all situations. But that's exactly what we were reminded to do on Thursday, because it's really the only thing that can keep us headed in the right direction and out of those dark places. When things are going wrong, choosing joy over sorrow and praise over complaining can make those situations better. James 1, verses 2 and 3 say this about choosing joy. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Our last devotional reading for the work week this week was titled Every Word, and we read a simple message about praying and about how there is no wrong way to pray. God just wants us to talk to him. As I read this, I thought about my new morning routine. Since school started and I've gone back to working in an office most days, I've been driving our oldest daughter to school. Every morning I continue to talk to her, like a conscious strain of thought almost. I try and engage her in conversation. I probably sound a little bit ridiculous to our preteen, babbling on and on and trying to get something that will spark her attention. This thought, along with the devotional for Friday, has me wondering if this type of thing is what we read about. Just keep talking to God. Keep that conscious strain of thought. Keep all your prayers going to him, even if you don't hear a response, even if you aren't sure you're saying the right thing, because the truth is, there is no wrong or right time to talk to God. The same is there is no right or wrong time to strike up a conversation with a grumpy and tired preteen. We purchased a piece of wall art from a well-known store on Thursday this week, and the verse it had on it fits really well with the reading for Friday. The scripture is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18, and it reads, Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Jesus Christ. Never stop praying about everything. The small things and the things that are so big that you get overwhelmed just trying to process them. Philippians 4 verses 6 and 7 say this. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Protection was our focus on Saturday this week. Specifically, we read about having faith that we are protected even in times when we're being attacked or when it feels like we are. We read how that's hard for most. It's easy for us to recognize God's protection when things are going well and circumstances all seem to be coming together just at the right time or when we receive the diagnosis we'd hoped for or the promotion right at the right time. These things make it so easy to see how God's taking care of us. It's the other times that are hard. When jobs are lost, loved ones are sick, relationships are struggling. Those are the times that we tend to forget that God is still protecting us, still watching over us, and still loving us. I think what we sometimes have a hard time wrapping our brains around is that not every negative can be taken away. Everything we experience in life serves a bigger purpose. 
we have to go through the good and bad things in life. It's just the way it is. But through it all, his protection is covering us. As I wrote this, New Orleans was preparing for another pretty big hurricane. Some saying the strongest to ever make landfall in Louisiana. And on the 16-year anniversary of Hurricane Katrina. I'm pretty sure those people were praying for God's protection knowing that they would still face the hurricane, but praying that through that tough time of terrible wind and rain, God would be there and will see them through. Many of us have probably asked the question, why? Why must we face these hard times, those damaging experiences? I'm not sure of the answer, but the Bible tells us it's about the journey and how each experience leads us to and prepares us for the next, whether that's good or bad. Romans 5 verses 3 and 4 say, We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. When we read the book of John and Jesus was washing his disciples' feet, he told them, You don't understand what I am doing now, but someday you will. While that is specifically about the feet washing, I think it can also make sense in this context too. We don't understand the bigger picture of why, but we can rest in the knowledge that we're protected by God through everything. Our last devotional reading for the week was about purpose. We read about how when we're children, we're asked what we want to be when we grow up, and in college, we're supposed to pick a major to study. It's the most common question we ask those who are going to college. What are you majoring in? Which is essentially the same question we ask children. What do you want to be when you grow up? The devotional went on to say that there's a third time in our life when we are preparing for when we grow up. And that's when we get into step in our walk with God. Only then can we start to see the true purpose and design for our lives. Some people begin this walk with God at a super young age. Others not until much later. I've always believed in God and had that faith that he was the creator of our universe, but I didn't really start walking in sync with him until the last five years or so. I'm not sure initially what changed, honestly, just that I know I started to feel differently. And then one day, when I was driving, I heard God speak for the first time. And from then on, it's just been different. I can see a bigger picture. I'm able to process things differently. And now, just this year... I've been able to see that my identity has changed. Not in the literal sense, of course, I'm still me, but more in the spiritual sense, I guess. My identity is not in my career or my achievements. My identity is in the fact that I am a child of God and I can live my life in that authority. Nothing externally changed. I think I just got some clarity on my inner purpose. The scripture that has been really popping up for me recently is Jeremiah 29, specifically verses 11 through 13. For know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Since this verse encompasses both our focus from Saturday on protection and Sunday on purpose, it's what I want to leave you with for now. Know that God has plans for you. And know that he will protect you along the way as you work. Send him all your prayers. Listen to him intently. And live a life of praise. Amen.